Welcome back to another episode of Vulnerable. Today, we have a very special guest, one of my good friends. Her name is Cache Proudfoot. I'm sure you guys all know her from season three of Love Island USA. And Cache is in the house today. Hi, you guys. This is exciting. So exciting. I love a podcast, but a podcast with someone that I'm actually close to, because then we can spill the tea. Oh, yes. We'll be kikiing harder than we've ever before. Um, so today we wanted to talk about ghosting. We're going to talk about sex mm. and we're going to talk about deal breakers. Yes. But also, aren't we going to do a little advice too? Oh yeah. Yeah. We always do a little advice. At the end, we're definitely going to tell it like it is. But Tell it like it is. I love it here. I love that. But first we're going to talk about a trending celeb hot topic. And the one that I chose was Meg Thee Stallion. So she came up with a song, a new song called Anxiety. Mm-hmm. I actually haven't heard it yet, but very Never. relatable. And she now has a website that is helping people with their mental health. So the website is called Bad Bitches Have Bad Days Too. And they have resources, organizations, links with like free therapy. And it's just providing a whole bunch of access to people who might not have access to resources like this i love that i know that's so important because meg talks a lot about twerking and being a bad bitch but therapy is important and everyone should be in therapy especially men go to therapy (laughs) please (laughs) um yeah but it was like it's it's really important coming from i think people that are as public of a figure as she is yeah because i think especially young people like need to hear that and be like okay cool therapy's cool i was just gonna say that therapy's cool yeah it's so cool to be healed you know and in the black community i don't know if y'all know there's a stigma around therapy, such especially with black men as well yes it's Um, it's heavy yeah so for her to be a black woman doing this kudos to you meg and from two black women sitting right here that are in therapy we respect you and we love you we love it we love it you know what gives me anxiety what men who try to ghost me (laughs) okay so you guys, Chelsea just informed me what ghosting actually is because I thought that I was a bad bitch for the last five years because so my last relationship, not my last, one of my ex-boyfriends, we got into a fight and I we were like texting and he didn't respond. And so then finally, after like a week and a half, maybe two weeks, he's like, hey, sorry, it was a dick move that I didn't respond. I'm ready to talk now. I was confused. So I read that, deleted it, blocked him, and then I moved to LA across the country like three weeks later. This man still has never heard from me. Like he can DM me, email all he wants. He's never going to hear from me ever again. I thought that that was ghosting. And I don't think that's really ghosting because he he was your boyfriend. Okay. You can't really ghost your significant other. I don't think. Um, He tried it, but you can't really ghost (laughs) your significant other. And because he did it to you first, that was disrespectful. And all you did was just know your worth and walk away. That wasn't a ghost. I feel like the ghosting that's disrespectful that bothers me is when you're talking to someone, maybe you're not boyfriend and girlfriend yet, but like you're dating. Yeah. And all of a sudden you just stop communicating. Like it's fucking rude. It's immature. Grow up and just tell me you don't like me that much or tell me you want to date somebody else. Like it's not that hard. Yeah. Yes. Now that I understand that, because the way that I see it, I thought ghosting was okay because some text messages don't warrant a response. So 
in my mind, if you're ghosting someone because they disrespected you or another example, this guy was like, we're planning a date and he's like, yeah, like you can come over. I'll cook for you. We can watch Netflix and smoke when I don't smoke weed. But that's also not a first date. I'm not coming over to your house on the first day. Put some effort in. So he never got a response. To me, I thought I was ghosting. But to Chelsea... To Chelsea, I think you have to have a back and forth. Like, I think you need to be talking and be full on, like, for months. I think it's the time period that gets me. Yeah. If you've been talking for a while, there should be a level of respect where you feel like you can communicate with me. Yeah. And if you feel like you have to just never respond to me, like, I just feel like that is, I can't think of anything that's more rude. Like, that's so rude. That is very rude. And that's, like, just an immature kind of way of getting out of a relationship. Right. You know, nobody wants to put their big pants on and be like, listen, I don't like you. We're literally too old for this. At our big old age. Yeah. I 100% agree. Yeah, and uh, there's, like, different types of ghosting. Like, there's the slow ghost. The subtle ghost. (laughs) My favorite. Now, for me, I don't do it in, like, a dicky way. I told Uh you this. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't do it in a rude way. Like, the way that I do a subtle ghosting is because I'm like, what if I will like him again? (laughs) So I'm going to just subtly, like, put some distance between us because, for me, I get very, very bored very fast in a relationship or in a union, or in, like, a situationship, I guess. And so I think, okay, maybe if I don't see him for three days or talk to him at all for a little bit or respond in the morning and then ghost him during the day and then respond at night, maybe putting that distance in will make me miss him. Okay, and I agree with that, but why can't we communicate? That I need some space? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> but it just feels sexier to subtly ghost him because then if you don't like him, you don't have to ghost back in. It feels sexier to you, not the person on the other end who's like, Wow, I haven't heard from them in three days. I wonder if they like me. Yeah, so that was the old me. <laughs> that, that, that was the old me. Unevolved. Yeah, gosh. but the evolved cash, I mean, well, now it's just like, if I don't like you, I don't like you, and it's not going to come back. Let's just be honest, mm. you know? But I do think you can put some space in between you and a person. Like, just, well, no, you're probably right. Anytime that I've, like, wanted some space just to see. 100%. I don't like it you. Wasn't, it wasn't my person. Because when I really like someone, I don't need space from them like sometimes i just like being with someone and like not talking and just enjoying the silence with someone yeah but like yeah if i like you i want to see you i want to be up under you a little bit you know a healthy amount of course so if i like need to distance myself from you for a week to know if i like you or not i probably don't like you right true and i think like when it like bringing it back to communication Mm -hmm. i feel like communicating is probably the sexiest hottest thing a guy could do like oh my god if you cannot communicate that is one of my biggest deal breakers a man that's open with his feelings dare i say vulnerable (gasps) Ooh, (laughs) hot that was hot yeah what are like some of your deal breakers like what is something a guy can say to you on a first date or a second date whatever and you'd be like it's an absolute no A big deal breaker for me is emotional maturity. Mm -hmm. Like, I cannot be with a man that, one, victimizes himself. Like, I'm the victim. Nothing I do is right. A man that can't have a conversation without it turning into a fight or feeling like he has to be defensive and loud or rude. Mm -hmm. Like, emotional maturity runs a relationship, and both people need to have it. Both people can have it in different ways. But, yeah, I'm, I'm too old to be, like, teaching a man how to be emotionally mature. So... It's one of the biggest things for me. Preach. What else is a deal breaker for you, like, physically? That's so... uh, I know, it's a little petty, but whatever. (laughs) Anyways, so everyone has it. So for me, my biggest one is the way a man walks. 
Like, if I don't want to watch you walk away, just like you want to stare at my butt, I'd like to stare at yours as well. I need a guy who has like a sexy walk, like swag in his walk. I know swag is so 2007 to say, but like he needs to have some like swag, some, some style. Is it about the butt or is it about the walk? It's about the walk, but I also, I'm going to be staring at his butt. Like, okay. come on. I'm into butts on a guy, too. I love, I yeah. I really like butts, yeah. Not bigger than mine, because that makes me feel like <laughs> Um, For me, it's the voice. Yeah. Like, a sexy voice will make or break it for me mm-hmm. on a guy. Like, if you have a sexy, deep, like, ugh, like, I don't know. I feel like swaggy voice. Ooh, a little butter. The way you talk, mm. yeah, that's so hot, or it's so... Not. The biggest turn off ever. <laughs> I yeah. never think about that as being um, a deal breaker or a turn off, but it absolutely is because you know when you know certain voices you hear, and I was like, I could never, never. And I could, and I think guys say this about girls too, because some guys are like, oh my god, her voice is so annoying, I can't even like, I don't want to date her, whatever. For a guy, for me, it's like it must be the high pitch thing. Honestly, I need you to have some be. bass in your voice. Some bass. I need some bass. Um, and you could be the best looking guy in the world who is Rome Flynn. You could <gasps> Baby be- Baby Rome, we love you Hi, so Rome, much. Hi, Rome, Hi, Rome. I love you. Oh my God, you're so... Um, uh. Yeah, you could be Rome Flynn. Mm. And if you sound like Kermit the Frog, we're done. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Who's having pillow talk with Kermit? Not me. Like, the imagine? Bye. Do you like, do you like a little talk, like, during sex? Absolutely talk to me. Okay, imagine him talking to you with this terrible voice. No, like if he's like, does that feel good? But it's Kermit the freaking frog. (laughs) Ew. No. I can't can't do a a high voice. I'm sorry. What about, is a laugh considered a deal breaker for you? You know, some people's laughs are really terrible. Yeah. Um, My laugh is pretty terrible sometimes. I have a very obnoxious laugh. (laughs) You guys will probably hear it in the podcast. (laughs) Um, she's trying not to do it now. Because I know, I'm like choking back my laugh. Uh, no, um, I think I could get over it. If I was really in love with the guy and yeah. his voice, his voice was sexy and just the laugh, yeah. I would probably be like, oh, that's kind of endearing. Um, no, truly, like, it really just depends because you're gonna have to hear that laugh for the rest of your life. Morning, night, movies, kids, day. Okay, this got very serious very quickly. <laughs> now the wine's hitting, y'all. I gotta hear it Clink. for the rest of my life. Um, that is true though. I'm thinking of other deal breakers. I mean, I think this is like not a sexy one, but politics. Like I know some people that will ask purposely on the first date, who did you vote for? So they can weed them out. I I mean, I'm I'm never going to date someone. Politics is a first date conversation. But that's a really quick way to weed someone out. If that's you vote for Trump and you tell me on the first date, I'm never going to see you again. But if you tell me on the first date who you're voting for, I don't want to see you again either way. Who, no matter who you voted for. Why? That's such a weird first date thing. Okay, the person that I know that does this is like a little... <laughs> <laughs> There's a laugh, guys. That's the laugh. She's trying to muffle it. No. Yeah, no. But like, okay. I just, I don't. She's I trying don't. to wait out people. Like, I can, I personally wouldn't do that as a tactic for me. But for her, she's like, okay, I don't have to waste my time. It is a good way to weed people out. I have an uncomfortable question that I ask people. I always say, "What does black mean to you?" Mm. I always ask that question. Do you ask black people or or all people? No, men that I'm dating that aren't black. Aren't black. Yeah, because sometimes I date outside my race and dibble dabble in the cookie jar. But to someone who is white, even I ask this like for platonic friendships as well. Yeah. Like my white girlfriends or whatever. I'm like, what does black mean to you? It matters. 
I would love to hear some of those answers. Yo, there's been, I mean, so on when I was on the challenge, I'm not going to expose who, but I asked a man who's white. Um, I already like weeded out half of the people, but I asked a man who was white. I was like, what does black mean to you? Then we got into politics. Mm. Then we got into the fact that he voted for Trump because Trump does a lot of great things. I said, no, I get exactly what black means to you. So thank you so much for this conversation. Yeah, this got really deep, really fast. But um, (laughs) yeah, uncomfortable questions, I think, are a good way to weed out certain people for deal breakers. I was going to ask you for deal breakers. Like, is there anyone that you've asked that question to that you were like, nope? Absolutely. Okay, then. The one thing this guy said to me, I was like, well, what does black mean to you? We're having serious dinner talk. The conversation's going well. He goes, what do you mean? Like the color black? I love the color. I didn't see him again. Oh That's not God. funny. Why are you making a joke about that? <laughs> yeah, Certain things I just don't find funny. So yeah. I'm just like, why are we doing this? Like, yeah. Ew. Okay. Well, what was our next topic? After deal breakers, we're going to talk about... Oh, sex. I think it's very sexy when a man... Like, okay, as women, we know the objective here. You want to be inside of us, right? <laughs> but... I don't like when a man makes it known that that's his objective. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so sexy. It's a deal breaker for me when a guy just is staring at me with sex eyes. Like, <laughs> relax. Like, pretend that you want more than just to sleep with me. Ask me questions you don't care about. You know what I mean? Like, it <laughs> don't matters. care about them. Don't care about the questions. <laughs> I know you probably don't care about certain things because all you're thinking about is what it's like to be, like, having sex with me. But don't make that so obvious. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like now I could be wrong. I'm really not out like in the streets as much as you are. Sorry. <laughs> respectfully. But, uh, respectfully. <laughs> um, but I feel like the fuck boy has evolved. Like, I think guys know this uh, now. The evolved fuck boy. They literally know that they can't just <laughs> act like they want to fuck you and get away. Like now they know, okay, I have to act like I like her in order to fuck her. I think. I think that depends on... The age of the fuckboy and the, the the amount of fuckboy experience. I just keep saying fuckboy and it's so hard to say. Y'all, the wine is giving me a little bit. It depends on how long they have on their fuckboy resume. Oh, period. Yeah, what level of fuckboy they are. But mm. like you said, it's the evolved fuckboy. Yes, I think the sexiest thing a guy can do to get in my pants mm-hmm. is to act like he doesn't want to get in my pants. Oh my, it's so sexy when a man acts like he doesn't like me. I'm like, you don't like me? Okay, not, not, oh, no, no. Oh, did I go far? Did I go far? That's a good turn. I don't know. Sometimes I like a little bit of a challenge. I want them to act like they like me. I don't want them to act like they're looking at me like I'm a piece of meat. Mm, mm, mm. Like, I get. Like I said, yeah, sex eyes. Right. Like, like like you said, devour. Like, we know. Look at you. Yeah. We know you want to have sex. Mm -hmm. We got it. We're good. And we want to do, eventually. Well, sometimes, like, as humans, we know within the first 30 seconds if we could see that person in a sexual way or not. Mm. Do you agree with that? In a sexual way? Probably, yeah. But yeah, I, I know mm. if I want to... Well, I know, because some people sneak up on you. Yes. Some people have snuck up on me. I was like, I never saw you in that way, and here I am seeing you in that way. Uh, but for the most part, I know whether or not I could sleep with someone or not. Mm, I'm going to disagree because I feel like I've gotten to know people's personalities and then I found them sexy. I agree. But I'm... Those... No, I've literally mm. met a man and in the first 30 seconds thought, he's ugly. Like... <gasps> Not full on ugly. No, like ugly. Right? Damn. And then next thing I know, we're making out. Not next thing I know. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not it next thing a, you know. <laughs> like, you're like, I don't know what happened. No, it was not next thing I knew. It was more like in a year. 
I get you. No, that does happen. Right. But I'm saying for the most part, I know. Like, only just because of, like, mannerisms and stuff like that that doesn't usually change. But, yeah, some conversation has, like, made me feel... No, I fully fell in love with a guy whose mannerisms I hated, whose voice I hated. After I said voice was a deal breaker for me... Who oh, yeah, I like that. Who like trash. What did he do? I fell in love with him. Well, the evolved fuckboy is all I'm going to say. Because you sound a little bit like a fuck girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I am not. Ooh. No, um, yeah, I accidentally fell in love with that guy, but we can move on. So, um... <laughs> I need more details, but we'll talk, no. like, after the podcast. No, um... But speaking... Speaking of fucking... We're um, talking about fuckboys, <laughs> not fucking, oh, but... <laughs> Okay, but speaking of fucking fuckboy, no, I'm kidding. Oh, she's ready. Um, I just think there's a there's a gap in orgasms. Have you heard of the orgasm gap? No, what's the orgasm gap? It's like the wage gap, but like with orgasms. It's like but has this always? Oh, like girls not not coming. Right, girls are not orgasming. having orgasms mm-hmm. like men are because yeah. you know, like women aren't getting paid as much as men are. You know, <laughs> no, I, 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 you got I get the connection. No, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just didn't so, know anyone called it that. That's yeah. Um, I think it's bullshit that we have to even in 2022 that we still have to feel like we're faking it. Have you ever faked it? Of course. I feel like if you're a woman and you say you haven't faked it, you're lying. Ah, <gasps> Um, there was some some times in my adolescent life where mm. I faked it. I remember I was having really scary sex with this man. Scary. Yeah, he spit in my mouth. <gasps> And he's like, you're going to come and you're going to do it right now. Ew! I eventually came. But the first time he said that, like, I pretended. And then, like, the next time, I think I was just scared. So my body came. Wait, this is a scary story. Well, yeah. Don't spit in someone's mouth, everyone. Like, I know, like, orgasming is a very big deal. But also, don't spit in anyone's mouth. It's terrifying. Okay, some people like that. But, like, hello, get consent first. 100 no. don't just say open your mouth and then hawk a loogie and oh my like, god it's very very so, rude i would have been gone so fast have you ever faked it i'm ashamed to admit that i have because i really wanted to be one of those girls that was like i've never fucking faked it i'm yeah. not gonna give that satisfaction to a man who didn't earn it i was that girl right and then i got with this guy and maybe it's because like he was just like a fuck buddy to be honest okay. like we were not i didn't have feelings for him like so if i did i wouldn't have set myself up for that because then yeah. once you start faking it then like i don't know if you can come back you can't come back like what are you gonna tell him i've never came with you he's gonna be like but but all those times or if you like if you start coming then like it's not like but it was before i don't know I okay don't know. yeah you set yourself mm-hmm. up for failure i think but mm-hmm. with this guy it was just like he was one of those determined guys like ill. he was literally like not gonna stop he wasn't gonna stop and i would be like you know what i don't think it's gonna happen and he's like no i can make i can make you and i'm like Okay, well... He's like, I'm different. Yeah, nobody else has been able to... I can... I can do it. I'm not going to stop until you... Okay. So then I just, you know, let out a few... Oh, no! Arch at the back a little bit. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, I did it more than once with this guy. Why? Because the first time I did it, then it was like he thought what he was doing was right or whatever, and so then he just kept doing that, and then it would just take forever, and then it's like, after a while, like, you're just starting a fire down there, Okay. Like, oh no ow. yeah like actually ow so now this man is walking around like i made her come <sighs> yeah he definitely thinks he did he thinks he did it more than once he's too. acting up like i was the first guy that ever make her come and you gave it to him <laughs> not the first guy i said i usually don't come from sex oh okay okay which is like a big thing i usually come from head 
I need a guy to go down on me in order to be ready to have sex. Like, I love that. I'm not going to get turned on by a couple jingles of your finger, like, wiggling around down there. Like, I am sorry. It's not going to happen. Don't be sorry. I agree with you. I think every smart man, like, if if there's a single man listening to this podcast, just one. Oh, God. Tell your friends, and, and hopefully they'll tell their friends, like, can you guys spread it around the community? men just if you just go down first everything's better everything's everything's better better, everything's the sex is better like you're turned on more i think having a better time like yes guys just be rushing to get their ween in there Uh, but i'm like what if you kiss my neck a little bit kiss my shoulders squeezed on a boob licked a nipple (laughs) kiss my tummy a little bit work your way down why are you running where walk literally like, take it take 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 a seat they're right by the boobs like i just it's it's too much yeah i'm i'm a yeah but like sometimes it's i have to be very comfortable with someone for like them to go down on me and me to like actually have an orgasm because really? otherwise i'm very much in my head i'm like that's yeah thinking about how they don't want to be there like it feels like they're rushing you know because they mm-hmm. you know they're trying to have sex they're down there because they feel obligated yeah because they're like okay i heard on a podcast with these two bitches talking once that i'm supposed <laughs> to go down on the girls first right and like no i want you to want to be there yeah i, I love the kind of guy time. that oh the kind of guy that like like devours the pussy <gasps> like he loves sorry this is a little vulgar y'all but like I love the kind of guy who just, like, wants to eat. He's hungry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look at her. She's like, gosh, chill. I'm blushing but a little bit. But no, serious. I love that. Like, like some guys g- genuinely are like, you know, I just want to eat you out a little bit. Like, you know? And then that's it. Yeah. And then they want to just watch a movie after. Make you come from eating you out, and then you watch a movie. Okay, that probably has never happened to me, I don't think. Really? I mean, not Ooh. just, like, not just me. Not just you eat. It's like... I've been with guys who literally, they leave their clothes on. Like, I'm, like, getting out the shower, and they're, like, you know, put me on the bed, eat me out, I come. And they're, like, watching me get dressed and just hanging out, massaging my back. Like, those are givers, man. Ugh. Yeah. There's tears in my eyes just thinking about it. I've never dated, I guess I've never dated someone who was that much of a giver. Like, they'll give. And then they were like, can I take? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no. Um, no one has ever just wanted to just give for the gift of giving, Ugh. which is bullshit because girls be giving blowjobs all willy nilly and guys are like, I'm good. Right. And that's what's so crazy to me. Like I was telling you, okay, so Chelsea knows we had to like draft up a message to this man <laughs> that I was with last night and we were getting ready to have sex and like I was like, okay, like, I, he's like, do you want me? I was like, well, I want you to go down on me, and then I want you. Excuse me. And he was like, well, I can't do that right now. I'm like, why? <laughs> so he's one of the men that, like, will only go down on girls that he's, like, in a relationship with. I've quite literally never heard that in my life. I was like, just say you don't like eating. Just yeah. say you're not hungry. <laughs> like, just say that. But I can't you with can... the eating analogy. <laughs> But you cannot expect me to just like go like give you a blowjob yeah. and that like you truly cannot expect that to be real like and I just don't I think that's very immature I of a man it. to not want to go down on a girl that's so weird to me yeah like here I am sucking for my life down there <laughs> <laughs> I'm draining the pipe job. <laughs> Oh my god, maybe you deserve 
maybe you deserve to be eaten out and just <laughs> You have them, you know, you know, watch a movie with you after. Because I'm not sucking anybody dry. I don't. Just, I, don't I don't. I haven't drained a single pipe. I'm. <laughs> I don't. I don't deserve. No. I had to get up and oh run away. God, I cannot. She said I haven't sucked one pipe. No. I, oh my god. She hasn't sucked no, a pipe I, dry. I. I don't. Chelsea, that just took me. Out. I don't deserve the pillow princess treatment. I don't think because I haven't worked hard enough at the job, but. If I really like someone, like, this is the thing. For me, giving a blowjob... Okay, so I'm a Capricorn, and I don't know if that means anything to you guys, but, like, I get off on control. Like, I love having control of, like, my life, different things. Like, I, I, I like, I need that. Giving a man a blowjob is the utmost... Is it utmost or utmost? Ut. Is the utmost... I think. ...form of control, I think. Mm-hmm. Having your ween in my mouth, I can bite down on it and ruin your life. I can give you a really great blowjob. I can just hold it there and piss you off. Like, there's so many... Like, I'm controlling the narrative. Mm. So I genuinely enjoy giving a man a blowjob. I used to think every girl that said that was full of shit. However... I have since I changed think my mind. I, I really did. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, girl you're saying like, that. Oh, like, I love sucking dick. I was like, I'm like no, off. you don't. Yeah. Like, you're just trying to be a pick me. But like <laughs> <laughs> now, and this is funny that you said that about age, like about mm-hmm. going down on women, like grow up. It's like now that I've gotten older, like if I really care about someone and like, I don't know, you do what your part to turn me on. Like, yeah. I'm into it now. I'm going to do what it takes to like, please you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. If you make me want to like, and that's like just doing things throughout the relationship or like doing things throughout the day. Right. Like, making me feel good. Like yeah. emotionally, I, you deserve your dick sucked and I want to do it for you. Yeah. But people don't make me feel like that. Often. How are you with, okay. So you just said that you're going to want to go down on a guy, give a guy a blowjob because I don't, I don't like that going down on a guy. Um, because he's doing things to make you feel like loved, appreciated, right. respected, whatever. How do you feel about trying something new in the bedroom? Because it's like a guy's fetish. Like, will you try it if it's something that makes you uncomfortable? Or are you like, eh, I don't want to try that. I'm not even interested in trying something new like that. Depends on what the fetish is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's very dependent on that. If it was something like somewhat chill, like, um, oh, I'm really into like tying your wrists up on the bed. Post. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, okay yeah, okay. If it's like, I really want to give you a golden shower, I'm all set. You know, I'm I'm good on that. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna was, clock out. Even like, if he was no, that'd be weird. <laughs> even if he was like really into like feet and like wanted to suck my, I nose. was just going to feet. Yeah, absolutely not. I, it's if it's my feet. Mm-mm. And you, you really want to suck, suck on them. every toe that I own, and then you want me to kiss you? Ew, oh, I didn't no. think about that. I'm a town stomping on the ground all day. Ew. Like no, no, I'm absolutely not. No, I would probably let a guy suck my toes, but I'm not sucking yours, ever. Like under no circumstances. If we're in the bathtub, I love taking a bath with a man. It's like one of my favorite I do activities. Too, actually. To do. Yeah, I'm too big. Yeah, you big. <laughs> Me and my man are always too big. Ooh. Me and any man I'm dating, I'm no, always course. dating someone over six feet. Okay, Brad. We're much. too. <laughs> we're all not as blessed. Okay, we're too big of people for bathtubs. But I want I a love six three or so bad. No, I love the intimacy of taking a bath mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Oh, but like I was saying, is if we're in a, taking, a, if I'm taking a bathtub with a man, if I'm in a bathtub with, if I'm taking, taking a, a bath, bath with a man, right? 
and he wants to suck on a toe or two in there, that's fine. I'm in the bathtub. My feet are clean. It's fine. But if I've been walking around living my life in the house and we decide to have a little quickie and you want to suck on a no. You could just preface it by like, if you really want to suck on my toe, go off. But like, I won't be kissing you any further tonight. Yeah, but I love kissing. Oh my god, I love kissing. So you're not going to ruin my life because you want to suck <laughs> on a toe. Like, I'm not doing that. I Yeah, I love kissing. I could do I it for hours. I love kissing. Yeah. There's nothing like kissing someone you're in love with that's I a good know. kisser. I know. It's really, like, euphoric. It's crazy, it's though, like how crack. many people, like, aren't good at, at kissing. Uh, mm-hmm. <gasps> I have three things that makes it a bad kiss that are just absolute deal breakers. <laughs> okay. It's too wet. Okay. Too much tongue. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the mouth is too open. Like, mm. I hate when men go in, like, open mouth. Close your mouth, baby. You're yeah. not even, you didn't connect yet. Why is your mouth open? Too wet is gross. So gross. Too fast for me is a problem. Ew! Oh, my God, I know what you're talking too about. Too fast. Or, I've like, been there. or, like, the head bobby guys. You know exactly what I'm oh talking Oh, my God, about. ew. When, like, they're making out with you and they're like... Yeah! They're oh moving their God. head in and out, up and down, around. I'm like, what are you doing? And I've been, like, too aggressive. Like, I like it aggressive kiss when it calls for it i guess but yeah like if you're a stranger at the bar like why are you biting my face so hard why? that i'm bleeding i don't like like i do, i love a little bit of a lip suck but i've had oh, a guy yeah. just like suck my bottom lip for a while and it's have like you, purple yeah i don't I have, have you know a little bit of a nip and tuck and pull here one here and there right but you're just on my bottom lip all right. night i'm just like what ow i've had that too ew oh my Men god are just kissers. fucking gross yikes Okay. I feel like we really did what we had to do here. Yeah, I think we went in about (laughs) deal breakers. We went the fuck off. We went in about sex, the orgasm gap, okay? Um, Okay, so our next segment, we're going to give a little advice. We're going to chill it like it is. Chill it like it. I love it here. Uh, Yeah, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with advice questions from you guys. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm sorry, I can't operate on that vehicle. But, Doctor, you took an oath. That RV. It's my son's RV. Oh, Doctor, isn't there anything you can do? I'm not a miracle worker, Sheila. I'm an RV surgeon, trained to save the lives of large injured recreational vehicles, which is definitely a real profession. When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. Okay, so I put a little question box for you guys to ask me any advice you need. And we're going to read a couple of our favorite ones. The first one is, all of my friends always end up ditching me for a man. Is there something wrong with me? Okay, no, first of all. But they always get boyfriends. They magically forget about me. And they make their man their entire world and me nothing. Now some of them are engaged, so they won't be coming back in between relationships. I'm lost. Okay. Okay, so the fact that you wait around for your friends to come back and you actually are accepting of them after they ditched you for a man, number one, absolutely not. Value Aww. yourself. Okay, don't drag her. She's I have advice. No, I'm just saying, like, baby, you have to, there has to be more value to you. That's you know true. what I mean? Like, and I don't mean it in a mean way, but it's like, in some point of our lives, we need to put our foot down and value us as people people as individuals like i value my friendship i'm a good ass friend Mm -hmm. so if you are willing to walk away ditch me for a man and then i'm supposed to like lick your wounds for you after he ditches you leaves you cheats on you treats you wrong no where were you when i needed you that's just putting value on yourself number one but i will say there is nothing wrong with her i've had friends like that who get a boyfriend and they make that man the center of their universe but i just don't like that because when billy leaves you 
Who do you have? Oh, Billy. Billy. You have your friends. <laughs> I went in on that, and it's only because, like, I have so many friends, like, I witness them do this same thing. Like, and it, like, breaks my heart for that friend. I say the same thing. I'm like, you need to put some value on yourself. You know, because... No, if it's that easy to drop you, it shouldn't be that easy to pick you up. Wow. Period. I'm I'm speechless. This is me speaking from, and I'm so passionate about this because I've had so many friends do this when I was in school. It feels like it's coming from experience. (laughs) And you go, you be the unbiased. No, I, I am lucky enough to not have friends that have done this to me. And I think that's a testament to the people that I keep close to me because Mm -hmm. I really... I, I don't put up with shit and all my close friends know that. But, like, I understand, if we're playing devil's advocate, I understand what it's like to fall in love and to get really caught up in it in the beginning. Like, you're there and you make them your whole world kind of whatever. I can get that, but it's like, there has to be some sort of a balance. Like, if that was really your best friend, your really good friend, whatever, mm-hmm. you can't just disappear on people and then pop back up and expect them to, like, be there. Yeah, welcoming. it's fucked Open up. Arms. Yeah. And I, I don't have any friends like that because I absolutely would not be there when they got back. 100%. I'd be like, especially for, like, years. Like, you're in a relationship for a couple of years, you come back, you get engaged, you come, like, after all your breakups, you keep coming back to me to hang out when it's like, yeah. I'm not a doll. You won't just get to pick me up and play with me and then put me back down again. Right. Like, what the fuck? I think, like, before I put, like, value on who I am as a woman, like, or just, like, value on myself, I was definitely, like, willing to be there for friends to come back, you know? And I think the only thing that changed, obviously, I got, I got like, new friends, but the, <laughs> the main <laughs> The main thing that changes me, like, just valuing my worth as a woman, Mm -hmm. as a person, as a friend, as a human, you know? And I think that's why, like, I go so hard and being like, you really have to put value on yourself. Because once you value who you are, you know you're not coming back. You're not coming back to me after, like, treating me that way because I value myself. Yeah. It's also just, like, I I really strongly, it means a lot to me to be a really good friend to people. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I expect that in return from my friends. Yeah. So, like, it would truly, like, really, really hurt me if my friends did this to me. Um, So I feel like there is an opportunity for you, if these people are very close to you, to communicate. Tell them, hey, really hurts my feelings when you do this. Mm -hmm. I don't appreciate it. And, like, hopefully it doesn't happen again. and, And they'll hopefully hear you. And say, oh my god, I didn't realize, like, I'll be more mindful of it going forward. And maybe mm-hmm. you can salvage the friendship. But yeah. if it's a situation where you're telling someone over and over and over again that what they're doing is hurting your feelings and they continue to do it, then there's always new friends. Always new friends. Yeah. I think the most important thing to note here is, like, when she said, is there something wrong with me? Absolutely not. Yeah. It's, it's not, not you. It's your shitty friends. Yeah, it's not a you problem. Mm-mm. It's, like, them looking to be codependent with somebody at the time and then come back and find somebody else when they don't have that person like giving therapy (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and then we had one more from holly she's asking how do i stop myself from developing crushes on my male friends (laughs) now i'm gonna throw this one to you kash because i actually don't have any guy friends like when you told me that my mouth hit the floor i don't have any close guy friends and it's not like i'm not purposely avoiding them yeah i just Maybe so, like, me. Maybe. the Bachelor guys you're not close to? Like, no. Like, there's no, there's not a single Bachelor guy that I would, like, hit up and just, like, call as a friend. Like, just FaceTime them. Just, like, really? say what's up. Unless it's, like, one of my friend's boyfriends. Yeah. Which isn't the same. Yeah, that's very different. That's, like, friendship out of a common friend. 
You know I mean, I mean, we all met at the same time. So oh, yes, like, true. It's okay, a yes. Different, it's it's kind of different in that. But, like, mm. outside of Bachelor, like, there's not... No, I don't have any guy friends that I would, like, mm. confide in. I have a lot of guy friends. But I'm not the girl, let's say... <laughs> let's, like, start this by saying I'm not the girl that's, like, I only hang out with guys. Like, no. Guys are less drum. No, that's not me. I just, like... I really value male energy. And I think for me, like, I lean into my masculine energy more than I lean into my feminine energy. And I think for me, it takes, like, me being comfortable a certain... Like, I, when I feel safe is when I lean more into my feminine energy. That's why, like, I've never dated a man that made me feel like I didn't have to be the rock of the relationship, i.e. me leaning more into my masculine energy. Um, But so for me, I like having a guy around, like, um chelsea knows one of my guy friends uh jesse we went to college together and he's one of my best friends in the world and we will spend hours together alone hanging out we've never kissed we've never had sex but it's nice to like share war stories in the dating world and like hang out but to answer your question the reason why i've never had sex with this man kissed this man even though he's very attractive and there is like an attraction there i don't act on it because I don't think, I think there's so many men out in the world you don't have to date within your friends. But Chelsea, you have a different view. You said... Yeah, I think that a lot of relationships come out of people being best friends. And I know it's a slippery slope. Slippery as hell. But if you really think about it, like if we're reversing this, like the best people to date and be in a relationship with are the ones that you literally feel like they're your best friend in the world. Of course. I think that happens organically. So she's like, how do I stop having feelings for my best friends? For me, I don't look at my guy friends as eligible men to date. I look at them as my friends. Have there been guys where, like, we'll be hanging out one night, they're close friends to me, and they're like, yeah, and we'd, like, start having a conversation more about, like, feelings and stuff? I always think in my head, is this a man that I can see myself marrying? (laughs) If the answer is no, don't do it. Because Mm -hmm. it's not worth it. To me, it's not worth ending a friendship for a night of fun or a kiss because I'm bored. It's just Mm. not worth it. That's why, like, I am, like, I am best friends with certain my guys, but, like, my guy friends, but their girlfriends don't have to worry about me being, like, the girl that's going to steal their guy. Because I just don't look at my guy friends like that. Yeah, but I think, I think a lot of, it depends really how good of friends you are with these guys. Like, have you known them for years? And all of a sudden, you, like, realize you have feelings mm. or like is it every time you meet a new guy that you become friends with all of a sudden you have feelings for them because the way because that's written, an issue yeah the yeah. way it was written was like how do i stop having things for all of my guy friends it's like which okay. is crazy that's why i'm just like yo stop looking at your guy friends as eligible men because they're not they're or maybe friends. they weren't even friends yet like if you've known somebody for like a month and then it's like okay you have feelings it's like right because at that point they're eligible men right you know what i mean right so like for me the the way that i'm talking is from experience of being friends with these men for years okay. like a lot of my guy friends have been in my life for years i don't have guy friends that i'm like oh like these are my best guy friends and i've only known mm. them for a few months because at the end of the day i'm like okay they could still be looking at me as like a girl that they could potentially have sex with i was gonna say it like, gets any to of the ones mm. have any of your close guy friends ever like tried it not the ones that I've known for years. Well, initially, when I first met my guy friends that I've known for years, there was a little moment of, whoa, you're attractive, I'm attractive. And then you get over that. But you have to get over that period before you consider someone a best guy friend. Right, right. Mm. I think. Hey, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I, I, I kind of can, I can appreciate, like, 
male masculine energy around. Yeah. Like, especially when I need, like, advice about a guy I really want to date. Like, it's nice to hear a guy's opinion because I truly don't understand the way that they think. Yeah. And I want to hear from a male perspective sometimes. But, yeah, no, I've had about two guy friends in my entire life and it was in college That's and crazy. i ended up hooking up with one of them yep <laughs> <laughs> i'm thankful enough to say i've never hooked up with, well actually i'm going on a trip with one of my guy friends that i've known for six years and we have had sex and we have sex sometimes this is the trip you're about to go yep oh yep i'm okay. going to vegas for a festival then joshua tree then la with all one man but when i met him granted when we met, it was sexual. Okay. So the night I met him, I it was spring break when I was in college, and I went out there with two of my girlfriends, and the guy that we met was her childhood friend. So then I got drunk, and him and I made out, and then we were going to have a threesome with another girl. It was crazy. Spring break. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It never happened. So then we just slept together. Then after that, we became really good friends. Okay, see, that's a problem for me. Like, if, if I was dating him, you're saying, like, you're the girl that nobody has to worry about because you're good friends with your guy friends, and you have boundaries, whatever. If you had sex with him because it was sexual in the beginning and then now you guys are just really good friends for the past six years, like, I would not be okay with you going on a trip to Absolutely Vegas Absolutely not. Him. No, this trip is definitely very sexual. Oh, okay. Um, obviously, like, he's had girlfriends that are like, I don't like that you talk to her. And I'm like, I get it because I, I banged him Because you a guys, lot. The, the line has been crossed. If the line hasn't of been course. crossed, that's one thing. And that's what I'm saying. Okay. For the most part, before I thought about him. Right. I have never been okay, intimate okay. with my guy friends. Okay, well. Him, you know, well, we met on sexual <laughs> terms, so that's a little bit different. Mm. Okay, well, I'm really happy that I was able to have a friend on the <laughs> podcast today. Before we wrap up, I love to ask all of my guests, is there anything that you want to be vulnerable about, Cash? Anything? Anything at all. It could be silly. It could I don't be know if like in this moment, if there's anything that I want to be vulnerable about, but mm-hmm. I think like in my life, I want to be more vulnerable because I'm finding myself like after my last relationship and like it was my first big real heartbreak, I'm finding myself become more hardened. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that because I'm a very like loving person and I love love and I love sap and I love like being emotionally open and emotionally vulnerable. But I'm finding myself start to close up. So mm-hmm. I think what I want to be more vulnerable with is my emotions and myself. You know, I don't want to become hardened because of a bad breakup. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's great that you're already aware of that and actively working on it because it's very easy after like one like that and then you have two like that and then you have three like that. Like mm-hmm. it's incredibly easy to harden and become just you a know, bitter girl. Yeah. Bitter yeah. and have those walls up. So, I mean, I... I'm with you. I'm trying every day since pretty much birth to um, <laughs> <laughs> to be better at expressing my emotions, which is one of the reasons I wanted to have this podcast and be vulnerable here. But I'm really happy that you came. Yeah. Thanks for having me, girl. Thank this you so, so much fun. for having... I mean, for thanks for coming as a guest. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Guys, the wine. The wine. The wine. This is the we first should not wine time. a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, tell everyone where they can find you. You guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, but I'm not very good, at at Cache Proudfoot. Come hang. She is good. You should follow her on all of them. (laughs) And that's it, you guys. Thank you for being here and being vulnerable. We'll see you next episode.